a playlist original. ready to be petty welcome back to another episode of rtbp so glad you're here today is a very fun episode first timer layla at layla's life on tiktok joined me and we talked lots of kardashians lots of 1d i share this week in petty she nominates a petty weight champion of the week it is super fun before we get to the show i just want to say subscribe me to this channel please subscribe to the podcast download the episodes leave me a rating and review i sound like an obnoxious sales like salesman like i don't know old school knocking on your door (laughs) but it really helps the podcast grow and find new listeners and helps me i don't know know that i'm on the right track and that you all are enjoying this these episodes which by the way there's two big milestones Uh, which ratings, reviews, etc. downloads contribute to. First off, I'm coming up on 100 episodes. Definitely have surpassed that with my bonus episodes, but 100 of the RTBP proper episodes. And like I mentioned a few weeks back, we've got some fun things planned. So I'm very excited for that coming early July. Second thing, I have booked the biggest guest I have like in RTBP's history, we're recording at the end of June. It's going to come out, I think, the first week of July. And I am so fucking excited. She is a reality TV star. She's been on two big, big shows. I don't want to spoil it. I think I'm going to do like a Q&A on my Instagram. So follow me at RTBP Podcast. But I am literally so fucking excited stay tuned for that it's going to be a really really fun episode slide into my dms if you want to make like some wild guesses but yeah i'll post on my instagram stories over the next couple weeks like soliciting questions but also just like being like oh my fucking god how am i going to talk to this person i think that's it folks let's get to the episode i'm really excited for this one okay here's my convo with layla I'm back with a very special guest, a first timer on RTBP, Layla from TikTok at Layla's Life. Layla, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well. Welcome to the podcast. It's so fun to have a a new guest. And this is my first podcast ever, so I'm so excited to be here. I know. I'm so excited for you. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and about your TikTok? So my name is Layla. I'm in Chicago. Um, My TikTok is really just a safe space to obsess and overanalyze and deep dive like all things pop culture, like who's dating who, who's breaking up, what the Kardashians are doing, like anything and everything. I it's just like an outlet for me and I love talking to people about it. Yeah, and that really shines through on your TikToks. I feel like they're addictive just because they're like the everything that I'm thinking about exactly I started it really because like all of these thoughts were just in my head constantly and I was like I need to get these out even if I'm literally talking to a wall or like into my phone and that's just like Mm -hmm. what I started doing yes okay I love that do you have people like in your like friends or family that you talk about pop culture with so a lot of my friends do love pop culture but I feel like their threshold is a lot 
smaller than mine. So like they would be like, oh, did you see what Kate posted? And I would be like, yes. And these are my 10 thoughts and they would tap out after like two. So like (laughs) I really had like a much bigger bandwidth for these kind of things. I so get that. I'm like, oh, but you don't want to talk about like the absolute minuscule detail. Exactly. Exactly. Ready to talk about. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, do you remember like the vlog Kylie posted two years ago and like how that might (laughs) relate to this? Like, (laughs) oh my God, I just relate to that so much. And I just love talking to people that have this like expansive history for pop culture because it is so not integrated that's not the word I'm looking for but like it is just everything builds off of each other like everything's connected somehow so it's just fun when people have that that knowledge a thousand percent everything is so layered like Mm -hmm. especially because Hollywood is so small like everybody knows Mm -hmm. someone and has their own history with everybody so it's like to get that full picture you really I feel like honestly I came into it kind of late because I really didn't get into it until Instagram became a thing. And that was like my media where mm. I was like consuming, 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 like the e-news, like following the celebrities themselves. And so that's when I feel like that really jump-started it for me. But then like all of like the 2000s, I feel like I'm learning about now after the fact. Yeah. But what did you like? What were you interested in before pop culture? I'm like, what are other hobbies? So like- I feel like I like was not allowed to watch MTV growing up, was not allowed to watch like TRL or like any of those things. Like didn't watch Laguna Beach when it came out. So like, oh no, I like, so I feel like that also contributed. And, you know, I was, you know, playing hopscotch and (laughs) and like braiding my friend's hair. Like I just was not in, not really exposed to it all yet. Honestly, that's probably for the best. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is why I have, like, not trauma, but, like, skewed, like, body image or, like, reality or, like, you know how they ask kids what they want to be when they grow up nowadays and, like, everyone's as a YouTuber influencer? Like, that would have been me back in the day. But I was like, that's not, like, a legitimate, like, option. Oh, my God, I'm dead. Or, like, you can't say that. That's, like, embarrassing. No, this is embarrassing to admit, but I honestly didn't even know that like the Kardashians had a son, like Rob Kardashian. I thought it was just the three sisters for the longest time, like probably until I got to college. And then I was like, started watching the show. And I was like, oh, they have a brother. Like that's, yeah, (laughs) that's not okay. That's so funny. I'm so sad about him like hiding in the shadows because Rob like was so funny on the first like decade of keeping up. I know his dynamic with like Scott, especially in like, I do mm-hmm. miss that. I feel like my like unprofessional opinion. I feel like he is in a much better place now. He just wants to be private. And yeah, I, I feel know. at peace with that for him. You're right. Like I feel like the first couple of years was like him purposely hiding. And now I think my again, you're right. Like I don't know him. I've never talked to him. No one's ever mentioned to me, but I just get the vibe that he's like, yeah, at peace with living like a more private yeah. life. And I just I love that we get to see Dream too like playing with the other Mm -hmm. girls and like Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's so happy with his daughter and like now that like Black China literally sued the family and lost like hopefully that can be put to rest and like we can all move on (laughs) yeah 100% you talk a lot about a current your 
like the Kardashians on your TikTok, are they your favorite people to discuss? So I do talk about them a lot, especially lately, um, because they have just mm-hmm. been popping off like one thing after another. And like, that's what I've really been consuming personally. I have thought about like, oh, maybe I should really like niche down onto the Kardashians. But like, I love talking about other celebrities too. And I know you can't really tell that from my page right now, but like, I think they're just such a focus right now because of the show, all the information we're getting from Mm -hmm. that, like the wedding, like Kim and Pete's relationship, Mm -hmm. like we're just getting so much. So it's like a lot to keep up with. And honestly, the other celebrities are just like not doing that much right now. Okay, that's how I feel too, because I I feel like pre like 2021, I also talked about more of a variety of celebrities. And then I feel like in the past year, it's like there's not one episode that goes by that they're not one of my like topics. And I do feel like they have really doubled down on just being like super public and just like have a million projects and all of that type of stuff. But yeah, I also want to talk about other people, but you're right. It's hard because I don't read anything else. <laughs> or it's just like in comparison, it's just like not mm. that exciting. Maybe I've been trying to think yeah. about like why I haven't, because usually it would just like come naturally and I would see something online and be like, oh, that's interesting. I'll talk about it. And now it's just like nothing is really like sparking that urge in me. So I know, I know. I don't know why. Like, even I saw Brad Pitt was, like, suing Jennifer Aniston, Angelina Jolie about, like, their vineyards. And I was like, I I don't even care about this. Like, I just want to see, like, the pictures of Kim and Pete in, like, that weird alleyway and, like, lately. Yes. I think it's, like, outside the Skims offices and they're, like, doing photo shoots. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Same, though. Um, I also saw that Brad Pitt story. And honestly, I was just like, Brad... Why are you doing this? I know, I know. Let's chat about the Kardashians since we're already here. Kim, Kim Kardashian just launched or I released information. I I don't think it's launched yet, but her new skincare line, Skin by Kim. What do you think about this? I, so this is like a rebrand of her previous like beauty line, but she's kind of transitioning to skin. So in a way it's like a brand new thing, but also like not at all. Yeah. Um, I think I have like so many thoughts on celebrity skincare brands in general. Tell me all of them. Okay. (laughs) Like I was saying. So in general, like it just bothers me when celebrities launch skincare lines and I don't get why that's the go-to business. Like them as a celebrity have like the world is their oyster and everybody is choosing makeup or skincare. And I don't get why, what is the draw to that? Like Shay Mitchell started Vase, the like luggage company mm-hmm. and it's so successful. And a lot of people don't even know yeah. that she's behind it. And I, yes. yes. And I feel like these celebrities could be doing so much outside of makeup and skincare. But I just picture them being in a room with some business advisor and they're showing them these analytics about how skincare is going to make them successful. And they're like, great, I'll do that. And like, they all talk about how they're so involved and they've spent so much time, AKA like one single year, like working on this and developing it and like how it's so great and it's going to change your life. And it's just like, well, 
it actually took me a long time to get my skincare routine down. And like, I don't know why I should buy your products when like, you probably don't even use them. Yes. 100%. Yeah. And that we know it's a lie because you're getting like Botox and filler and lasers and microdermabrasion and like all of this shit. Like, I think that's the thing that like annoys me the most is like, you get a facial probably like weekly or like every two weeks. So it's like, it's not, it's not this skincare line that has transformed your skin. Like, yeah, it's not the hyaluronic acid serum, babe. Like it's your like $200 facial that you get in your home. Yes. 100%. Or like living a stress-free, not that they live a stress-free life, but like living a lavish life. Yeah. And having people to like doctors and estheticians and stuff to help you achieve what you want to look like. And yeah, that's why I'm like, it's such a scam. But yeah, why, why is it skincare? Cause you're totally right. Like I think about the first celebrity brand kind of outside of just like, you know, like movies or songs or whatever. And I think of Jessica Simpson, such a blueprint and she doesn't get enough credit. You're so right about that. We need a (laughs) moment for Jessica Simpson, like reality TV, the shoes, everything. Yes. She, oh, I, I love her so much. Her, yeah, shoe line and it like then branched into clothing and perfumes and like Tons of different stuff has done so well. It's a billion dollar business. Again, blueprint for Kim. Nobody's talking about and it. Yes, nobody's talking about it. Yeah, like she didn't just immediately do like a gentle cleanser and like a toner, which again, I just, it's so annoying to me. There was a lot of controversy about the name because there are two black owned businesses, one in, I think, New York that was like SKKN plus sign and then there was Lori Harvey's skincare line that's SKN what do you think about Kim just like taking this it seems like she got a cease and desist letter like a year ago so like she knew that and like a quick google search warrants these results yeah it's always (laughs) it's always something like first kimono scandal and now this like she just can't get it right honestly I feel like maybe because it's the official name is like skin by Kim. It won't, she won't have to do anything. I feel like it's two separate things. The spa in Brooklyn, which is Mm -hmm. skin plus S K K N. Mm -hmm. I hope this just gives them nothing but like more business and like success for them, which I like, I really truly hope it does. As far as like skin S K N by Lori Harvey, like it's another celebrity brand Mm-hmm. And immediately I had people in my comments saying the same thing, like, oh, it's too similar to Skin by Lori Harvey. And like, all I have to say is like, I'm sorry, Lori Harvey, but like, I don't think Kim is going to be affected by it. I know, by your line. Yeah, even though she has been in the news with her like potential breakup with Michael B. Michael- Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Um, So that's sad. But Yeah, so there's a part of me that I'm like, okay, so skin, it's KK because Kim Kardashian. So you're like, oh, this is like the perfect name. But it's like fucking too bad also. Like, I don't know. If there was, I wanted to name my podcast Ready to be Petty. And I did a Google search and there was nothing out there. But it's like, if I saw that there was one, I would have been like, okay, I'll 
rename it or like I'll just pick something different I'm not like married to this idea right I feel like also because her first companies were KKW fragrance and beauty and now she's used Mm. now she obviously dropped the W so the skin Mm. with the KK is like so perfect still using her initials a little nod to her first venture um Mm -hmm. also though she has definitely said in interviews that like as she's before she announced skin by Kim when yeah beauty and fragrance were down and she was doing this rebrand and nobody really knew what that meant she was saying that she wanted to create one site to house all three things because she knew it was complicated to go to three websites check out at three different places um play shipping all of them so she wanted one entity where she could sell beauty fragrance and now skincare so it is confusing if she's still planning on doing that and the, the umbrella is yeah. skin yeah like it that, that definitely makes sense and again shows off her like business acumen for sure but I guess so and it is interesting also that it's by Kim not Kim Kardashian like she has transcended the need for a last name which I think is like absolutely wild but yeah I feel like just for her like skims make sense like when I think of literally like undergarments for or like body shaping or like seamless underwear or whatever for like dresses I do think of people like Kim Kardashian but this I don't know even like her like other things that she's done in the past like when she had like the ring lights on her like cases on her phone cases I'm like that makes sense this doesn't make sense to me per se I think it only makes sense in the way that like she is so known for her beauty and her image Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's like you already have one almost like perfect company which is skims which was a completely yes a completely unique idea an amazing name like she's able to she's been able to grow it so much with apparel and like other clothing that people are obsessed with like yeah and so I understand wanting to like always do bigger and better and do more and more and more but it's like you just had something so good that nobody else was doing 100% because yeah like you mentioned about base this really skims really reminds me of that where it's like some people would maybe even know it was associated with her or like wouldn't care and I've only heard good reviews about skims products like I was really considering I live in Canada so I was like I just can't pay the US like dollar like conversion and like the shipping and all of that shit but I was like I'm really considering buying some of those products and I do not want to financially support the Kardashians (laughs) but anyways Um, the other thing I was thinking is like how she could personalize it to herself. So it did stand out from other celebrity skincare lines and her journey with psoriasis has been detailed since like literally season one of keeping up. And I'm just like, so curious about, and maybe that is, I don't know, coming down the line because she did kind of like the full, um, step-by-step process that like a person with like normal skin would kind of need so I don't know maybe some like specialty products are coming down the line but yeah I just thought like that's something that she has like talked about for years and like I would actually maybe listen because I'm like I kind of have a little bit of psoriasis definitely have eczema I was like maybe you're talking to doctors that I don't have access to so I was like maybe I would buy something like that from her I agree I know 
I think Soraya skin, like I think that a, a specific launch could come down the line, but I think starting with that would be like so niche and like not, yeah, probably not affect yeah. a lot of people. But the other crazy thing about this first skin, skin launch is that she is presenting it as her daily skincare routine and saying, this is my nine step daily skincare routine. Like that is crazy. For someone that like never even really talked about her skin skincare routine before, like, and now you're all of a sudden you're like, guys, I use these nine products every day. Like buy them. Like these, this is what I use. And it's like, wait, 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 you were selling makeup before. Like you never talked about your skincare routine. Not once, but skincare is so in. I feel like makeup, not that it's ever going to be out, but like in the past two years, like skincare is definitely having like a moment. Oh, a thousand percent. And she did have that whole like vampire facial moment. So I guess there's like yeah <laughs> stories here and there, but that was the other thing where it's like, okay, like you're the whole like allure of like celebrity skincare is like use these products and you'll look like me. It's like use these mm. nine products and I'll like maybe look like you, mm. whatever. I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah. And the price, if you bought every single product, um, is like over $300, I think like $360. Oh, it's like over $600. That's so steep. That is so steep. Also like a mini this week in Petty. I actually did get a facial like two weeks ago. Uh, that esthetician was like, oh, this is because I was like, I'm looking for a new vitamin C like serum she's like this is the one that I used for you and I was like oh great she's like I'll give you a sample you can come back if you liked it I'm like okay for sure um looked it up online 192 dollars I was like girl I fucking can't I was and like I consider I actually considered it because it was like a dream product but like $192 I was like she's like what are you currently using I'm like the ordinary $8 one (laughs) yeah like all respect to people who drop hundreds of dollars on skincare but it couldn't be me like I am a CeraVe Mm -hmm. girl me too me too Um, live and die yes okay so I want to say people freaking out about the price one I think people are forgetting Mm -hmm. that like skincare is expensive Like she didn't invent expensive skincare. Like I went on Sephora, just do a little research. And Mm -hmm. if you like search like most expensive to least, like some of the products are like two to $300 each, which is insane. I'm not saying it's not, but like there are people out there who will drop hundreds of dollars on skincare. And that is who she is marketing this to. Um, And two, I will say that like, I feel better about Kim selling me a like $600 skincare routine because like that's what she would use. And it's like so much more mm. authentic and than like every other celebrity who's selling like $30 to $40 products that like they probably don't use. That's such a good point. Like Millie, Bobby Brown. <laughs> like, I see yours in the drugstore and I'm like. <laughs> right. I just always uh, think about her video where she like pretended to use it with like a filter on her face. <laughs> like, I know that was crazy. <laughs> that was so crazy. Or like Jennifer Lopez being like, I just use olive oil. So like. Honestly, I think Jennifer Lopez shot herself in the foot telling everybody that she just uses olive oil and then she's like oh just kidding I'm coming out with skincare and it's like Jen you told us you used olive oil 
So like, totally. what is the truth? Totally. Yeah. And I feel like people were like, oh my God. And I'm like, people definitely use types of oil on their body and their face. Maybe not olive oil, but like, that's not like, I don't know, so out of this world. Right. Like facial oil <laughs> is super common, but like, yeah, to put cooking oil on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That would clog your pores. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I definitely live, I feel like, in a city that's, like, very, like, pro-coconut oil. Okay, I think coconut oil <laughs> had a moment, like, <laughs> a couple years ago, and, like, and everyone was, like, put it on everything, and, like, I think it works really well for hair. And for skin, it, like, broke everyone out. Mm. I think that was the consensus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, like, okay, you can put it on your, like, kneecaps and your, like, elbows. <laughs> like, that's the only place you should be putting this. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of the packaging? I think the packaging is so Kim. Like, she's really carved mm-hmm. out this, like, specific aesthetic that is so closely aligned with just her now. Like, it's her home, it's mm-hmm. skims, it's her airplane, like, and now her skincare packaging. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I think it's so smart. She's just like this, like, neutral, very simple, clean lines. It's just, you automatically think of her now. Yeah, that's so true. And one cool thing about the packaging is it's like reusable. So I guess you buy like inserts, mm-hmm. but the like outer part is, um, yeah, can just be refilled, which is really cool. Yeah. Will you be trying any of the products? I mean, if I had an extra couple hundred dollars laying around, I definitely would. Um, not going to lie. I'm like tagging skin on like all my TikToks. If they want to send yeah. me anything, I'd be more than happy to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I'll definitely keep an ear out for like the reviews and like when people try it, like maybe not the first drop, but like, you know, further down the line, if pe- there's like a standout standalone product, I would try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm going to wait for till the reviews come in. I doubt I'll like, I don't know, maybe if like Sephora ends up stocking it. That was the other thing that I was thinking about is it's so interesting. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you know, but all of her products, some of them might be in Ulta, but not in Sephora. Yeah, her and Kylie both did like a deal with Ulta for their beauty products. Interesting. Because yeah, I know like selena gomez i think hailey bieber like all of their lines will or are in sephora so that's really interesting that she would i guess again that just shows you the mammoth of a company that you wouldn't need something like sephora to stock your products yeah and i i feel like skin will ultimately be stocked in stores somewhere like that just seems like a natural thing to do but maybe a little also like the first drop is like these nine full-size products you can individually or all together but I'm sure they'll come out with like mini sizes and travel sizes and oh, stuff yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent. okay let's move on to Liam Payne he's having such I feel like he's having a a tough time and this, this week in particular has been rough okay so I hadn't been following Liam Payne I don't think anyone has been <laughs> recently like it's a very hairy and even like Zane centric like news cycle but there was first the scandal where um a video of him was on I believe it was like Instagram um of him and another woman and everyone was taking his fiance and then she directly commented hi everyone like stop tagging me this isn't me basically alluding to him cheating on her 
then he was like, okay, time to go on the impulsive podcast and just like lay it all on the line. Like what, what happened? Like what was, what was the tipping point for Liam Payne to just be like, hi, it's time for me to just like drum up some news headlines. I don't know, but somebody said like, oh, he went on Logan Paul's podcast to like distract from the Beyonce yes. drama. And honestly, it- yes, I think that was me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it might've been me. Oh no, I think I just retweeted someone or, or re- posted on my Instagram someone's tweet. Okay, yes. honestly, I think that's giving him way too much credit. <laughs> yeah. Like after? Because he's not like sav- media savvy. <laughs> no, the worst part about this whole thing is that I had to listen to Logan Paul's podcast. I know. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but like I'm I'm committed. I'm like diligent in my like pop culture um research so like I did my due diligence and I listened to it it was like the least intelligent thing I've ever listened to and part of me is like that was embarrassing never stay inside for at least two years like you're you're done and then part of me was like um yeah tell us tell us the tea like tell us what's going on like tell us the behind the scenes it's been long enough the band is like gone now for it's been however many years and like he was like really like an open book kind of yeah that was interesting I was thinking that in like a historical way that like all of the 1D members have been like weirdly quiet about the breakup and their time together which I don't know if like maybe especially in the first couple years they're like well there could be a potential reunion now obviously it's been so long and like I just don't think that that's in the cards for them but like I remember when the Spice Girls broke up they they very openly talked about like not all of the details but like pretty in depth about like what happened so I don't know I just compared it to them and I was like oh this is like pretty historical yeah I feel like the One Direction stands are super intense. Yes. And so I can imagine that the bandmates just like didn't want to put fuel any more fire than, mm-hmm. than was already being fueled by them breaking up or going on hi- hiatus. So maybe they just wanted to stay quiet because of that. But And now I feel like they're at a point where it's like a lot of them just don't want to bring up old shit like there's so much past that they're on to bigger and better things like they don't need to talk about some like scuffle that happened backstage I know oh my god so let's get into like the details of the episode I went on a walk with Kirsten McKinnis she was on this podcast a few weeks ago and she hosts another pop culture podcast called Mess Magnets. And she was like, how am I giving this man like a download and like an hour of my time? Same. And I was like, same. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, I so badly like could just never watch this ever again or listen to this. So a few of the like egregious things that he said, the first thing was that he claims that he was the face of One Direction and Simon Cowell like kind of put the band together around his like image and voice. Do you think there's legitimacy to that? So this was the big headline 
And mm-hmm. when you listen to it in context, he basically tells a story about how before he auditioned and was eventually put in One Direction, he auditioned on The X Factor two years prior and yes. he got eliminated. And Simon Cowell was basically like, I know it didn't work out this year, but like come back and like, I'm going to work something out for you. Yeah. Which is, which I feel like Simon probably did tell him that. I kind of believe this. But that's very different than saying like <laughs> Simon was going to like make him the face of some boy band, which I think yeah. was the intention at the beginning. Like he was the Justin Timberlake, but very clearly yes. as time went on, Harry was like the most talented one. So to like say that now is like interesting, but also it's like you need a reality check. 100%. Yeah, because he did in, um, not interview, he did audition before and got like a pretty big compliment from Simon Cowell. Yeah, then he did mature and Simon had this I- idea in his head for this boy band or it was like kind of contested with Cher Lloyd, right? Like she, no, not Cher Lloyd. It was his later baby mama or no. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Cher Lloyd was a judge, but I think it was Nicole Scherzinger who was like, no, I thought of 1D, not Simon Cowell. So like that's, I guess, debated maybe, or just maybe just for Nicole, it's debatable. (laughs) But I do like kind of agree, agree with this. Do you remember, though, at the height of One Direction, was Harry the most beloved? Because, like, I kind of, like, he is now, obviously. But sometimes I'm like, do we just have, like, are we, like, putting a 2022 lens on 1D? Because I remember them, like, pretty equally being beloved I was definitely not at the forefront of the One Direction (laughs) fan club at my high school um but I specifically remember a girl in gym class like brought out the CD and we were all looking at it and like picking our favorites like who we thought was hot yeah and yeah like there was definitely like oh I think Liam's the hottest I think Zayn's the hottest I think Harry's the hottest I like the blonde one like there was definitely yeah (laughs) there was definitely a good mix and like yeah um as far as like who got the most like solos or whatever in the songs like I didn't really pay yeah. close attention to that but no now people are saying Harry eventually got like Liam got them at first but then eventually it transitioned into Harry yeah I guess that makes sense yeah he definitely yeah is the most successful but I'm like at the time I'm like for it's also hard because I was Harry was my favorite like, I had a hairy bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, I I think I was very much torn between Harry and Zane at the time. Mm, yeah, yeah, Zane was a cute. And honestly, yeah. knowing me in high school, I probably said Zane because that made me feel, like, edgier. <laughs> yes, oh my god, Zane girls were always, like, it was very, I hate the word pick me because I feel like it's rooted in misogyny, but I feel like it's very, like, well, I'm the quirky Zane girl. Yeah, like, like, liking Harry was very mainstream, so I was, like, a little different. Yes. You know? <laughs> and, like, Louie, like, where are the Louie girls at? <laughs> like, I mean, there are a select few, and, you know, we keep them close to our hearts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One other thing he said was he almost fought two of the members backstage and like threatened to like break their fingers, which was obviously like such a 
like he obviously exaggerated the truth and so people were kind of guessing who were the members that like held him up against the wall who do you think it was honestly Zane yeah yeah I heard yeah he didn't like specifically name who pushed him up against the wall and people are like Mm -hmm. oh it's Harry and like he doesn't follow Harry on Instagram and like we're speculating all these reasons he probably doesn't follow Harry on Instagram because he's like jealous and like doesn't want to be reminded of his own failures or like lesser success and Harry is a lover not a fighter like yeah and Zane is the aggressive one so yeah that makes the most sense he claimed that strip that down had over 1 billion streams and outsold all the other band members like first singles right yeah I feel like I'm gonna get like canceled for this but I actually like you know where this is going (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I feel like strip that down is like kind of like a runaway hit. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. It's it's literally like the worst song ever, but literally I like Loki kind of like it. Okay, honestly, like having Quavo on it makes it way better. Yes. I will yes. say that. Also, I was impressed that it was written by Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Um and mm-hmm. once I heard that, I was like, oh, it's very like his vibe um it's very like Mm -hmm. boy the lyrics are like boy band trying to be like sexy and mature yes but the song as a whole is kind of kids bop yes it reminded me of when justin timberlake like when nsync broke up and then he released i think his first hit was girlfriend Mm -hmm. and it was also trying to be like really like sexual and stuff and it was just like not I think at the time I liked it, but now I don't know. I don't think it aged well. Yeah. So I gave Logan Paul a download by listening to his podcast. And I also gave Strip That Down for me a stream because (laughs) obviously I have to listen to that again because I hadn't listened to it since 2017. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) And I would love to know, I like looked up the total number of streams on Spotify how many streams mm-hmm. I had like a week ago because I guarantee you everybody like was like oh yeah what how does that song go again and they listen to it oh my god yeah I wish we could find out that information I bet we could maybe I'll look up like it's google search history like trends yeah yeah because I'm like you can't complete with like compete with slow hands and I don't want to live forever and sign of the times like that was in fucking Bridgerton this year like I mean yeah there's no competition. No. Like he, I, I like kept re reading and re-listening. Like he said 1 billion with a B. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so it has, for whoever's curious, it has almost 900 million streams right now on Spotify. And yeah. so obviously that's just Spotify. It doesn't include like iTunes or Apple music, whatever, or however else you listen to music, but something's not adding up. Yeah, definitely the math ain't mathing he commented on Zane and Gigi this was also like he corrected himself on Twitter like the day after but obviously he made some like salacious comments about how Zane like isn't doing well which is it's like don't throw stones in glass houses but yeah what did you think about like him being like openly kind of hateful towards one of the band members I mean, honestly, when I was listening to it, I like don't think he said anything A that bad or B that we didn't already know. Right, right. So right. I was kind of confused by the like 
Twitter apology. I feel like that was like kind of unnecessary. But then he goes and says that Zayn is his brother in his apology. And I'm like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is he though? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like he was really just trying to like say anything to like appease the masses and like calm everyone down. But I don't know. I really don't think he said anything that we didn't already know. Yeah, I think it was like why it blew up so much is just because again, they don't seem to talk shit about each other. And this was like, I feel like the first time like, we maybe saw like a crack, crack in the veneer. And like so many people on TikTok are like going back to old interviews and stuff and being like, now everything makes sense. Okay, <laughs> that's so interesting. Um, Because he did say like, oh, we hit it really well. But I'm sure like now that we know we'd be able to see like little facial expressions and things like that. Yes. Or even there was the music video. I can't remember for what song, but they're walking down the boardwalk and Zane and Liam get into like a tussle. And I was like, maybe there was like real feelings. <laughs> like, <laughs> Caught on camera. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my God. Um, well, it's also funny that like he went on Logan Paul's podcast. Obviously, like Gigi had that exchange with Jake Paul, I think. Yes. So yes. I think that was part of the comment. But yeah, that whole thing with Gigi, I was like, Gigi, why are you talking to this YouTuber? Like, all respect to YouTubers, but like you do not need to get yourself involved. But she is, was, I guess, was maybe not anymore, but like so ride or die for her man. And like, I respect that, but it's like, yeah, it didn't age well. Clearly he's on the outs with your family now. And, and Liam brought it up. I don't know. Also, I think it's like, like Logan Paul and the other two guys on that podcast were really just like, goading him baiting him to like say something shitty and dramatic yeah that is like again so classic of these boys just like obviously plying him with liquor like uh, they didn't like he was asking for drinks himself obviously but like I feel like once you get going you could just like over consume and just like the environment obviously he's like trying to again like weirdly impress these guys I don't know if he's like trying to get rid of that boy band image or whatever but um, because I'm like these are the wrong people you want to impress but it was definitely just like yeah I think honestly it's just like as a people pleaser whatever environment you're in like you want you want to give people what they want and that's what they wanted from him it was like such a locker room like frat boy energy and Mm -hmm. he was like oh yeah I got some stories honestly his whole story about like being thrown up against a wall and being like don't do that again or like you're not gonna have hands to push me or whatever yeah I like could not take him seriously because he has his little like British accent and he did not sound intimidating at all no I was just like I couldn't take it seriously it was honestly like I think he was trying to say it to be like I'm a big tough man and I don't take mm-hmm. shit from anyone and I like just was kind of giggling about it. You could tell that he was like putting on a front or like a persona to fit in with these guys. And again, I'm just like, you really don't need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Also, it's like you couldn't have got like, I guess he doesn't really have too much going on right now, but I feel like his legacy that he could be interviewed with by like, I don't know, fucking Rolling Stone or something, but it's like you chose impulsive Right. And they asked him, they literally asked him on the podcast, like, by the way, why did you agree to do this? Like you're Liam Payne. Yeah. And it was like, 
so-and-so and so-and-so made a call that like was a mutual connection and I don't really know but yeah it was like such an interesting choice yeah so weird yeah I'm I'm always so interested in like these types of relationships with like I think of Whitney Port and Lauren Conrad or like other people that just yeah were like on TV together in a band together whatever TV show and yeah and then like kind of move on like what your relationship is like but yeah it seems like he still keeps in touch with Louie but maybe not Niall, Harry, and Zane as much anymore. Yeah, especially because they were like a formed band. They didn't mm, know each other prior right. to the band. Like they they formed friendships right. within the band. And now they like live all over the world and like do all this yeah. stuff. So it's like, it kind of reminds me of like um, Samantha and Sex in the City. Like yeah. everyone was like so distraught because they're not all best friends basically Kim Cattrall like why Kim is not best friends with the rest of the cast and she was just like they're my co-workers like yeah I did a job and now I'm like moving on so maybe it's I feel like it's kind of like that with them and they were so young when they started yeah that's the other thing because like maybe they don't have much in common other than the the band because obviously when they've gone on to do their own solo projects like the musical choices are so different like they've gone in like do you think a person who's like trying to impress Logan Paul wants to hang out with like Harry Styles in like a dress and nail polish like right I'm sure he's talking shit about him behind his back yeah 100% so embarrassing a lot of people responded to this interview um Maya Henry the fiance that was supposedly cheated on posted a TikTok it was using the sound by Tana Mojo of like I'm team Bryce, even the paparazzi's team Bryce, which I thought was like so fucking funny because Bryce Hall, didn't he like threaten to fight or did he threaten to fight Liam or Liam was like, oh, I'll fight. I'll do like a celebrity boxing match with Bryce Hall. Like what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. There is a connection there. Like I can't remember. I blacked that out of my memory. I feel like Liam is acting like he is just doing anything to get him he is doing anything to get his name in the headlines and it's like all you need to do is like drop a song like I don't get it yes and like again like you had Ed Sheeran working with you Quavo and then like I'm sure you could use those connections again and then I was like and then you had Dixie D'Amelio like (laughs) on that Christmas song so like maybe you burnt through that but I will say I really did feel really bad for him when he was like drinking heavily when he was like sober before because he's talked about issues with alcohol and then when he was I forget the producer he talked about was it Ed Sheeran I don't think it was but he was like I was so like I lacked so much self-confidence that I was set up with these like this amazing producer whatever songwriter collab and I like literally couldn't do anything because I was like so unsure of myself and I was like that's really fucking sad I know okay was it Pharrell or was yes it was Pharrell thank you yes yeah I remember him saying that and yeah I mean I can't imagine like what they all collectively experienced in One Direction like as much as it was an amazing successful obviously like launching pad for them like they also experienced Mm -hmm. like a lot of really horrible things that like I'm sure altered their lives forever in like a really dark way and so I can like for the same reason why Zayn like doesn't like performing anymore like the anxiety and yeah. just with that so 
I'm sure they all have their own little like mental health things that are a result of this, but it's sad. It is. It truly is. Anything else you want to say about Liam Payne? I just hope I'm thinking about Maya Henry and I, and yes, I wish her all yes. the best and I hope she finds a good man. Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. We're at the part of the show where Layla is going to nominate a pettyweight champion of the week who is someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Who are you nominating this week? I'm nominating Shanna Mokler, a.k.a. Oh, yes. A.k.a. Travis Barker's ex-wife. She, yes. This was a couple weeks ago now, but it just sold. So she auctioned off the engagement ring that Travis got her days after his Portofino wedding. And it just sold last week, I think, for $96,500. Damn. Yeah, she put it, it was like all sponsored through this like resell website where people can resell their engagement rings. And it was both an ad for this like service and also an opportunity for her to sell her engagement ring, which was like some four carat, like diamond encrusted band. Gorgeous. But she was like, Oh, it's a coincidence. The timing of it all. Like I really just wanted to go to a good home and it's like, girl, don't even like (laughs) you knew, you know, the SEO and the headlines and Travis's name would be entangled and the amount of press that like the wedding got, I'm sure her sale, like got way more attention. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though. She said it's worth $160,000 mm-hmm. and she wanted to get 120 or something for it. And so she got like way under yeah. that. Yeah. That's kind of embarrassing. I know it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> and also like, you didn't even break even like if it's really worth 160k like you lost money on it yeah technically you lost money which I feel like yeah it's a Cartier ring so I feel like that should own and it's a diamond so it should only go up in value and two like it's a celebrity almost like collectible so I feel like that would have more interest and make it more valuable but yeah like hope this little petty venture for her like she got what she wanted I love that. Do you think the company reached out to her and was like, hey, would you ever be interested? Like, you got that old engagement ring lying around? That's so interesting. Like, I wonder if they have a Rolodex of, like, divorced celebrities. You're like, hey, do you want to sell that ring? (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, good for her, though, because, yeah, perfect time to do it as people are Googling Travis Barton. Barker engagement, wedding, rings, all of that stuff. And then also it's like you don't need to hold on to that. Like I know that there's sentimental stuff, but I feel like that's just like a bad omen. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's like if you want to keep it, great. If you want to pass it down, great. If you want to sell it, great. Like there are no rules. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess she could have given it to like Alabama or something, but she also might need the money. I'm just gonna put it out um, there. No, a hundred percent. And <laughs> I think she's also going through it like romantically right now. So yeah, yeah, God. yeah. Oh my gosh, all the best, Shanna Mokler. Finally, it's time for this week in petty, where one of us shares a story about something that happened in real life that they are petty about. I'm gonna share a story of something I'm petty about. So I went to, do you know the like comedian slash internet personality, Jesse Cruikshank? I do not. Okay, probably a deep cut, especially because you are American. 
and she is Canadian, but she hosted with Dan Levy. Do you know Dan yes. Levy? Okay. Of Shit's Creek. Everyone knows Dan Levy. She hosted a after show about an after show about the hills on MTV Canada. So she was like super, super, super popular with Dan. This was like both of their breaks from like what was that like 2006 to 2010 honestly worth a rewatch if people haven't watched it they're like fucking hilarious they would do stills of the tv show and they would have like white you know pens and they would like draw like mustaches on like justin bobby and stuff it was amazing (laughs) and they're still friends i heard so that's cool he was a bride's man (laughs) her wedding one of the bridesmaids but she is on a canada-wide tour a comedy tour this is way too much information for this (laughs) but like all of those details weren't necessary but i went to her comedy show in vancouver it was like 400 people mostly women and definitely like from the like 25 to 40 age range because it's people that enjoyed her from the after show and who joy enjoyed the hills. I, I think they did a little bit of Laguna Beach too, but it was mainly the hills. She recently became a mom or she has like twins that are like maybe three years old and a child. So it was lots of mom content. Drinks were flowing. There was like two bars in this theater um, and it was very like mom's night out, like everyone. And like it's not post COVID, but like maybe a lot of people's like first show after COVID. So everyone was getting a little tipsy and she played, it's kind of a variety show, comedy show. And she was playing this game where you would describe your underwear and (laughs) this sounds so dumb, but it was really funny at the time. You describe your underwear and she tells you if you're married or single or in a relationship or single. And so you're supposed to be like, oh, like, you know, like, Grand, like they're gray cotton briefs and she's like married like yeah so she's just picking people from the audience that have their hand up and she picks this woman and she goes I'm wearing black briefs but I'm married and I have kids so I don't have sex also I hate my kids and everyone goes like completely silent and we're like Oh, she meant that. Like, she, like, that wasn't, like, a joke. I actually wanted to do, like, a wellness check on her kids. <laughs> but, like, it got so much worse. Um, I'm speechless. Like, How did it get worse? <laughs> and literally. So she was, like, wasted. And she kept, like, like yelling. Like, basically heckling Jesse. Like, heckling her. Like, it, was, it was so bad. And at the end of the show, she did like a 30 minute Q&A where at the intermission, you could write a question on a piece of paper, put it into a box. And then Jesse was just picking them Uh out. And at the end, she just so she's answering these questions. She stands up and she's like, can I ask a question? And Jesse's like, oh, you just want to like ask one right now? Like, (laughs) like live. And she's like, sure. And so she asked a question. I don't even remember what it was, but like these were supposed to be like written down, like thoughtful. It was like, you know, like what is your experiences like during COVID with a family and like stuff like that. And she just like literally stood up and asked a question and all 399 other people are just like, you need to be like escorted out of here. Can we like send child services home with her? Like, 
is that yes, family yes. okay like I I've heard of people like I honestly just heard a story from like one of my but it was like mm-hmm. my, one of my friend's mom was like ran into a stranger or I don't know started making small talk with a stranger and the stranger was like blah 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 whatever the context basically being like oh I hate my husband don't you hate your husband and yes. and I like I've heard of that like hating your husband yes. totally happens and like yeah. you've been there but like I've never yes. heard of a stranger just being like I hate my kids yeah, and it was, like, so deadpan. It wasn't like, haha, kids are difficult. Yeah. Like, when we were homeschooling or, like, you know, like, my I have a three-nager and, yeah. like, it's tough <laughs> or, like, all that shit. Like, it wasn't that. It was, like, I hate my kids. Yes. And we were, like, ah, yes. this is, like, a fun show. Yeah. Like, we're talking about, you know, just, like, fun shit. And it was so weird. But, yeah, it was, like, I think it's, like, those types of people that it's, like, it's so real for them that – it just like slips out in like seemingly normal conversations or you just get the the urge to tell 400 people and like a famous person your business. It is so funny. I, Go ahead. I feel like it is a real thing to like build secrets to a stranger. Like there's something like therapeutic about that. Um, but I've never heard of it to like an entire theater. Yes. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, we should do a wellness <laughs> check in the family or like this girl needs like a glass of water. Oh, a thousand percent. And like a vacation. Yes. There's also a point in the show where Jesse, this sounds really, this show sounds insane. It was very tame, but where she asks people in the audience to take off their bras <laughs> and put them on stage. Classic. And she, yeah, like Casual. any, any uh-huh. show. And she does like a, not a tarot reading, but like she would do like a reading about each bra that came on stage. And the, of course the drunk girl just like whips hers off she's sitting literally in the middle of the theater so she had to you know when you like awkwardly have to like walk past six other chairs Uh she's like (laughs) to run to the front it was just it was horrendous but the best part was um jesse after the show on her instagram I don't even know if this is the best part, but she posted an Instagram and she said, thank you to my friends, my family, that drunk girl in the fifth row and everyone who came out to make my hometown show so, so special. So she like obviously was also impacted by this drunk girl. Oh my God. Okay. Her show, (laughs) I've been like thinking about the pop culture I I consumed like in my youth and this Mm -hmm. show is reminding me, did you watch Jenna Marbles at all on YouTube? Yes, not religiously, but obviously she's a icon. It reminds me of her OG content where she would be like, what your underwear says about you, like what your bra says about you, what your hairstyle says about you. I just remembered that era. Yes, yes. It was very much like, even we see those on TikTok nowadays, but yeah, it was very much that, but it was really funny. And I'm like, this is wild that this is so funny and you are like making this up on the spot. Like, Obviously, there was parts of the show that were written before, like a, you know, comedy Mm -hmm. set. But the stuff with like the bras and the underwear and stuff like that, I'm like, it would be different every, every show. So it was really, it was really funny. But yeah, petty about the drunk girl in the fifth row. You you love to hate (laughs) the drunk girl in the fifth row. Same. At one point, I was like, I kind of wish that was me. Just like, (laughs) she, she just like fucking like... (laughs) 
like no holds bar just like went for it like <laughs> but I would I would be totally on board with the drunk girl in fifth row if she didn't hate her kids I know I know same I know I know yeah it was it was alarming there was like an audible it wasn't a gasp it was like a a silence fell over the theater yeah not okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not okay at all. Okay, this was so much fun. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a good time. Good. I'm glad. Where can the listeners find your TikTok and anything else you want to plug? So on TikTok, it is at Layla's Life, L-E-I-L-A-H-L-I-F-E. I do have an Instagram. It's very new. I just started it. I'm not really sure what I'm doing with the Instagram yet. Um, if you already follow me let me know what you would like to see on my instagram <laughs> but the instagram is at it's layla grace spelled the same grace g-r-a-c-e and that's what i got going on right now nice well thanks so much for coming thanks on so much for having me and there you have it thank you so much for listening and thank you to layla for joining me on today's episode if you would like to submit a topic for me to discuss on the next episode, you can slide into my DMs at RTBP Podcast, Twitter, and Instagram. And I did start a TikTok. I will be posting frequently. <laughs> Fuck. Literally write that on my grave. Like, says she'll join TikTok for seven years. Anyways, you can also leave voicemails at speakpipe.com slash ready to be petty. And your voice note will be included in the show. So if you have a question or a topic, a musing, a reflection, whatever you want, submit that to me. Share your name, your pronouns, where you're from, and I'll play it on the next episode as well. Okay, friends, I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.